Lately, I'm obsessed with noses. Big noses, little noses, crooked noses, noses with bumps, and those that turn to one side. Here's the thing I can't help but notice on my favorite TV shows and scrolling through my phone. No one has their original nose. God-given noses are relics of a forgotten time, something given to us by our ancestors, then tossed away as soon as we reach a certain age or income level. Welcome to this week's episode of Overthinking in Your Underwear, the show where we use our overthinking brains for self-discovery instead of total sabotage. I'm Lindsay, author of Overthinking in Your Underwear, the book, now available on Amazon. Today we're overthinking beauty standards and how it plays into our self-worth. As usual, we're talking about self-worth and self-love. Um, If you're sitting there thinking, if I'm this obsessed with noses, I must be projecting. Um, All this nose nonsense must be because I want to change my own. And you'd be right. I want a cute little nose, so adorable that you'd give it a pet name like Pumpkin. Um, But a while back, I learned that all the tweaking of my outsides would never transform my insides, which is where this all this overthinking about plastic surgery comes from. Uh, I'm kind of obsessed with those before and afters you see on Instagram, you know, when you're scrolling through their phone and they show the celebrity at like 18 and now at 30, they look like a totally different person. Like I'll get lost in a scroll forever, just looking at those before and after pictures. And what kind of catches me sometimes is I think they look prettier before. Like they look more unique. They have something um, more individual before. And then now they're like starting to morph into this one kind of like very specific look. And that's what's been like catching my attention more than anything lately. So, So back to the blog. One day, I'm faking sick from fourth grade and watching The Twilight Zone on one of the 10 channels in our living room. Back then, I had a taste for the odd, the weird, the disturbing. Who am I kidding? I still do. Anyway, I land on an episode of Hitchcock's Masterclass in Morbid. The episode is shot from the perspective of a woman undergoing a medical procedure. Open on an operating room. Faces obscured by masks. Doctors and nurses loom over the woman, commenting on her condition. She's hideous. There's nothing we can do. Disfigured, they say. The show wraps by flipping our perspective to reveal the woman's face. She's gorgeous, beautiful, a siren of the day. Camera sweep. The doctors and nurses remove their mask, exposing frightening pig faces. Even as a child watching for the jump scares of Hitchcock, I knew this was a layered commentary on perception. Beauty is in the eye of the majority. Society says what's hot and what's not. We set the beauty standard and reiterate it by repetition. Right now, I see faces morph one after the other into similar shapes, arches, and upturned noses, and it feels like I'm in the twilight zone. As we aim to imitate those around us, we lose what makes us original. Italian features natural hair, cheekbones that live on our cheekbones. A few weeks ago, I filtered myself into a supermodel. I lay in bed, no makeup, medicine groggy, and hair matted with sweat from a two-hour migraine nap. Spittle stuck to my cheek. I roll over, open my TikTok app, and hit record. You know what I'm talking about. Maybe you even tried it. 
The new Bold Glamour filter on TikTok narrows, smooths, and defines your features into a Giselle, a Tyra, or a Gigi. It's fun and harmless until it's not. As a grown-ass woman, it's funny to see myself sharpened to a fine point. One and done. But what about young people who take this image as a blueprint, lining up their flaws and sketching out an image of perfection? The news is fake on the internet, but so are the faces. I don't want to send the wrong impression. I'm not aging gracefully with a jar of my grandmother's moisturizer and a good attitude. If you ask what I do for my skin, I'll say, how much time do you have? And you're going to need something to write with. I'm not sure that's popular to admit. Most articles quoting women over 40 attribute their creaseless brow to 97 ounces of water and face gymnastics. Hydration never hurt, but it doesn't help like an effective yet conservative Botox injector. I visit a derm spa every four months and spend a car payment to turn back the clock, a bit of Botox to pull it all back, a laser peel to zap it all away. No maintenance shaming here. I love that we have the option to erase this and tuck that and fill her up like the float at the Macy's Day Parade. Merry Christmas to us all. For years, I focused on the facade. My arms were toned from yoga, my face tight with Botox, and my hair deep conditioned from a pricey treatment at my salon. But my insides were off balance, sagged and frayed at the edges. The same exertion I paid to my abs needed to turn to my self-worth. Around 40, I started doing the work, as they say in the self-help aisle and every inaugural cult meeting. The work is what I talk about in my book. Self-love, retraining your inner monologue, defining your labels. It wasn't until I did the work and fixed my self-worth that I truly, for the first time in my life, felt like I was beautiful. It was a different kind of lovely than what every 90s girl coveted in a Victoria's Secret catalog. It wasn't dictated by a number on a scale or how many texts he sent back. It was beauty turned inside out, cultivated from a hard look back and a decision to move forward with self-worth at the center. I'm not an actress. I live far from Hollywood, but I overthink the sea of sameness arriving on red carpets and popping up on Instagram and hope we can stop the tide. As faces blur one into the next, your nose may be what sets you apart. Your hair could be your calling card. Producers might say, get me that girl with fat in her cheeks, pronto. In a Twilight Zone twist, an imperfect nose has become so novel, it's beautiful. Jenny Slate is even more stunning in juxtaposition to the turned up tips around her. We grant few Jenny Slates and many more Adrian Brodies because men are allowed to be flawed, unvarnished, and accepted as themselves. Look, if you want to tattoo your brows, buckle your fat, and replace your nose with a bird beak, cool. I mean that. If it makes you happy and it's an act of self-love, I'm the first person liking your transformation photo. But if we're running to the plastic surgeon because we're keeping up with the Kardashians, let's do some overthinking about self-worth before our first appointment. Ready? Let's overthink it. Cultivating self-worth takes time, repetition, and a daily commitment to yourself, but the exercises are straightforward and easy to do. To get started, grab a notebook, a writing utensil, and open to a blank sheet of paper. Find a quiet spot to sit where you can overthink your thoughts. Now write every positive thing about yourself. Even babies laugh at my funny faces. That's a thing. Write it now. You're a baby clown. Here's how a self-love list might look. So you could have words on this list like funny, sensitive, kind, good with numbers, dogs love me, guys love me, Um, I'm good at my job, I'm smart, I'm punctual, I'm a breakfast sandwich artist, I'm a fast runner, I'm great at yoga, Um, I'm a great mom, 
Um, I'm a great writer. I'm a, fa- I'm a good shower singer. Like every single thing you think about yourself right on this list. I mean, you should have a hundred things on this list. You can think of a hundred things that are fantastic about this list and keep this list nearby because we all know those negative notions that fly into our head and try to replace this self-love. So, um, this self-love list should be something that you keep nearby because um, in my book, we try to retrain our inner monologue and kind of strip out all those negative thoughts and that negative chatter when we start talking to ourselves and saying things like, I'm stupid, I'm an idiot, I'm not good enough. And we try to replace it with words from the self-love list like, I'm creative, I'm smart, I'm a great mom, I'm a good friend. So that's kind of why we start the book with the self-love list. So one wrap-up thought. Um, I have a Botox appointment next week. I don't want you guys to think I'm against vanity. I'm not. If I'm writing about it, if I'm overthinking it, it's because I'm all about it. It's because I'm doing it myself, which is kind of how this whole thing works. I tell you my struggle, how I'm trying to manage it, and then we overthink it together. Um, I hope it's helpful to you guys. Thanks for overthinking with me today. And until next time, Wishing you all good thoughts. Bye-bye.